book three chapters ten through twelve of the consoling thoughts of st francis de sales by jean joseph Huguet. this librivox recording is in the public domain book three consoling thoughts on sickness and death chapter ten perseverance in patience in your patience says the son of god you shall possess your souls it is then the effect of patience to possess one's soul well and in proportion as patience is greater the possession of the soul will be fuller and more excellent besides patience is so much the more perfect as it is the less blended with fretfulness and anxiety from these two last inconveniences may god be pleased to deliver you and very soon after you will be quite at peace good courage i beg of you you have only suffered the hardship of the way for three years and you would wish for repose but remember two things one the children of israel were forty years in the desert before arriving in the land of rest which had been promised to them though six weeks would have sufficed for the journey at their ease and it was not lawful for them to inquire why god obliged them to make so many windings and to pass through such rough trials while all those who murmured died on the way the other moses the greatest friend of god in the whole multitude died on the frontiers of the promised land seeing it with his eyes and being unable to enjoy it may god help us to regard little the nature of the way that we tread but to keep our eyes fixed on him who leads us and on the blessed country to which he leads us what matter whether we pass through deserts or through fields provided god is with us and we go to heaven i beg of you to elude the remembrance of your malady as much as you can and though you feel it you need not consider or look upon it for the sight of it will give you more apprehension than the thought of it would give you grief thus we bandage the eyes of those on whom the sword or the lance has to be used it seems to me that you dwell a little too long on the consideration of your ailment and as for what you tell me that it is very distressing to you to wish to act and to be unable to act i do not mean to say that we should wish to do that which we cannot do but i mean to tell you that it is a great power before god to have the power to wish pass on further i beseech you and think on the great dereliction which our master suffered in the garden of olives and see how this dear son having asked consolation of his good father who was unwilling to bestow it he thought no more of it sought it no more was no more uneasy but as if he had never desired it accomplished valiantly and courageously the work of our redemption after you have prayed the father to console you if he is not pleased to do so think no more of it but rouse your courage to complete the work of your salvation on the cross as if you were never to descend from it and as if the atmosphere of your life were never more to be clear and serene 
what would you wish we must know how to speak to god in the thunder and in the whirlwind we must look upon him in the bush in the midst of fire and thorns and to do this we must take the shoes off our feet and practice a great abnegation of our will and affections but the goodness of god has not called you into his company without strengthening you for all this it is for him to perfect his task truly it is a little long for so the matter requires but patience in short for the honor of god acquiesce entirely in his will and do not for a moment suppose that you can serve him better otherwise for we never serve him well unless when we serve him as he wishes now he wishes you to serve him without relish without enjoyment with repugnances and convulsions of the soul this service gives you no satisfaction but it contents him it is not to your liking but it is to his granting that you were never to be delivered from your anguishes what ought you to do you ought to say to god i am thine if my miseries are pleasing to thee increase them in number and in duration i have confidence in our lord that you will say this and think no more of them at least that you will not be uneasy act in this manner now and tame yourself to pains as if you were always to live in them you will find that when you think no more of your deliverance god will think of it and when you make no hurry about it he will run to you chapter eleven excessive fear of death in our language we call those who are dead the departed as if we meant to say that they had passed from this life to a better and to speak the truth the sojourn we make on earth during the days of our mortality and to which we give the name of life is rather a death than a life since every moment of it leads us to the tomb this made an ancient philosopher say that we die every day for every day takes away a portion of our life hence that beautiful expression of the wise thecuan woman we all die and we are on the earth like rivers that flow on to be engulfed in the sea nature has impressed on all men a horror of death the saviour himself espousing our flesh and becoming like to his brethren sin excepted would not exempt himself from this infirmity although he knew that this passage would set him free from human miseries and transfer him to a glory which he possessed already as far as his soul was concerned one of the ancients said that death ought not to be esteemed an evil or regarded an unpleasant when it has been preceded by a good life for nothing makes it terrible unless that which follows it against the fears that spring from the apprehension of the divine judgments we have the buckler of a blessed hope which makes us cast all our confidence not on our own virtue but on the mercy of god alone assuring us that those who trust in his goodness shall never be confounded in their expectations 
i have committed many faults it is true but where is the foolish person who would think it in his power to commit more than god could forgive and who will dare to measure by the greatness of his crimes the immensity of that infinite mercy which casts them all into the depths of the sea of oblivion when we repent of them with love it belongs only to madmen like cain to say that their sin is too great to be forgiven because with the lord there is mercy and with him plentiful redemption he shall redeem israel from all his iniquities it is true indeed that at the sight of our past sins we ought always to be in fear and in sorrow but we should not remain thus we should pass beyond this resting place and call faith hope and charity to our assistance then our most bitter sorrow will be changed into peace our servile fear will become chaste and filial and distrust of ourselves like a piece of exceeding bitter aloes will be sweetened by the sugar of confidence in god he who tarries at diffidence and fear alone without passing on to hope and confidence resembles him who from a rose-tree would call only the thorns and leave the roses we must imitate surgeons who never open the veins unless the bandages for stopping the blood are all ready he who confides in god shall be as mount zion which is never moved by the storm chapter twelve remedies against excessive fear of death whoever has a true desire of serving our lord and avoiding sin ought on no account to be afflicted by the thought of death or of the divine judgments for though both are to be feared yet fear ought not to be of that terrifying nature which destroys the energy of the soul but ought to be so blended with confidence in the goodness of god that by this means it may become sweet behold some efficacious remedies for diminishing an excessive fear of death the first is perseverance in the service of god i assure you that if you persevere in the exercise of devotion as i perceive you do you will find yourself greatly relieved from this torment for your soul keeping itself exempt from evil affections and uniting itself more and more to god will find itself less attached to this mortal life and to all vain complacency in it continue then in a devout life as you have begun and advance always from good to better in the way in which you walk and you will see that after a time those alarms will grow less and you will not be disquieted so much consider sometimes that you are a child of the catholic church and rejoice in the thought for the children of this mother who desire to live according to her laws always die happy and as the blessed mother teresa says it is a great consolation at the hour of death to be a child of holy church finish all your prayers with acts of confidence saying lord thou art my hope on thee i have cast my confidence 
whoever hoped in god and was disappointed i hope in thee o lord and i shall never be confounded in ejaculatory prayers during the day and in the reception of the most holy sacrament always use words of love and hope towards our lord such as thou art my father o lord o god the spouse of my love thou art the king of my heart and the beloved of my soul o sweet jesus thou art my dear master my support my refuge better not read books or portions of books in which death judgment and hell are treated of because thanks be to god you have fully resolved to live in a christian manner and have no need of being impelled to it by motives of fear and terror the second remedy is the frequent remembrance of the great sweetness and mercy with which god our saviour receives souls on their departure when they have confided themselves to him during life and endeavoured to serve and love him every one according to his vocation the third is love of paradise for in proportion as we esteem and love eternal felicity we shall have less regret in quitting this mortal life the fourth is a certain intimacy with the blessed often invoking and addressing them with words of praise and affection for having thus a familiar intercourse with the citizens of the celestial jerusalem it will grieve us less to part with those of the terrestrial these and the like considerations carefully meditated on for some time will greatly diminish an excessive dread of the divine judgments and lead us to hope confidently that being children of a father so rich in goodness as to love us and to wish to save us so enlightened as to know the means suitable to this end so wise as to arrange them so powerful as to see them carried into effect he will not wish to condemn us so long as we do that which we are able in his divine service often adore praise and bless the most holy death of our crucified lord and place all your confidence in his merits by which your death will be made happy and often say o divine death of my sweet jesus bless mine and it will be blessed i bless thee and thou wilt bless me o death more amiable than life thus st charles during the sickness of which he died caused a picture of our lord's burial and another of his agony in the garden of olives to be placed before him that he might console himself with the remembrance of the passion and death of his redeemer certainly since jesus christ has died we ought never to wish ill to death or represent to ourselves the judgment on one side without the cross of our saviour on the other in order that after having been excited to a holy fear by the remembrance of our sins we may be restored to peace by confidence in our redeemer lift up your heart often towards jesus by a holy confidence blended with a holy humility saying i am miserable o lord but thou wilt receive my misery into the bosom of thy mercy and thou wilt bring me with thy paternal hand 
to the joy of thy inheritance i am contemptible vile and abject but thou wilt love me this day because i have hoped in thee and have desired to be thine it is true death is hideous but that life which is beyond the grave and which the mercy of god will give us is very desirable we must by no means fall into diffidence for though we are sinners yet we are far from being as bad as god is merciful to forgive those who repent who have a will to amend and who place their hopes in jesus christ death is no longer ignominious but glorious since the son of god has undergone it hence the blessed virgin and all the saints have esteemed it an advantage to die after the example of the saviour who allowed himself of his own free consent to be attached to the cross and death has become through jesus christ so sweet and amiable that the angels would regard themselves happy if they could have the privilege of enduring it we must die these words are hard but they are followed by a great happiness it is in order to be with god that we die you ought to be aware that no sensible person puts new wine into old vessels the liqueur of divine love cannot enter where the old adam reigns often consider the persons whom you most love and from whom it would most grieve you to be separated as those with whom you will be eternally united in heaven for example your husband your little son john your father oh this little boy through the help of god will one day be happy in eternal life in which he will enjoy my felicity and rejoice in it and i shall enjoy his and rejoice in it without our ever more being separated the same with regard to your husband your father and others let us walk then with confidence under the standard of god's providence without yielding to those fears which might trouble us for if we think on death with uneasiness the thought will be more injurious than advantageous to us let us think on it with peace and tranquillity of mind reposing on the bosom of providence without putting ourselves in pain to know when we shall die or where whether by an accident or not suddenly or after a long illness attended by others or not confiding all to the goodness of god do we not see that he has care of the birds of heaven and not one of their feathers falls to the ground without his leave he knows the number of hairs on your head and not one of them falls without his will i wish we ought to say to belong entirely to god not only from a sense of duty but much more from affection and provided i accomplish his most holy will what else have i to do but to abandon myself to his good providence full of confidence that he will have care of me in life and at death st augustine says that to die well it is necessary to live well and such as our life is such will be our death these words are common and apparently trivial but they contain a great lesson 
live well and you will not fear death or if you fear it it will be with a sweet and tranquil fear relying on the merits of the passion of our lord without which indeed death would be frightful and terrible to all men god will aid us provided we pray to him since he has left us so many means of dying well particularly that of contrition which is so general and so efficacious as to efface all kinds of sins and also the sacraments by which we are restored to grace and washed from the guilt of sin for the sacraments and like channels by which the merits of the passion of our lord flow into our souls since then our lord has given us so many means of being saved and since he desires our salvation more than we can desire it ourselves what remains for us to do unless to abandon ourselves to the guidance of his divine providence seeking nothing and refusing nothing oh how happy are they who live in this holy indifference and who awaiting what god will arrange for them prepare themselves by a good life for a good death the bed of a good death ought to have for its mattress the love of god but it is proper to have the head reclining on two pillows which are humility and confidence in the divine mercy end of book three chapter twelve